Coming up on this episode of Don't Panic, we've got the week's tech news, including texting on an airplane, plus Super Twitter. What are you going to do with all those extra characters? And the end of the free Google article, plus all of Amazon's new hardware announcements, and so much more. Stick around. Don't Panic starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 177, recorded October 2nd, 2017. Elon Musk is a lunatic. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, uh, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and you. I'm Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by two guys who uh, just really like technology. It's Colby Rabideau and Dan Miller. Uh, guys, how we doing? Welcome. Happy Monday to you. Happy October to you all. Can happy you believe Happy festive it? gourd season. It, you know, the, 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 the gourds are just everywhere. People, We got the mm-hmm. pumpkin spice. We got the cut-changing leaves. We've got the sun going away, which I you, think you is bad. You know what bad. they say, Sean, uh, this time of year is really gourd for you. It's, <laughs> it, it's gorgeous, Dan. <laughs> oh, dear. Yes, this oh, is dear. what people tune in for. Um, I'm ashamed. No, this is exciting. This is exciting. The fall is here. We all, I think, are relatively big fans of fall. And you guys... Mm-hmm. Um, were uh traveling last week which was pretty exciting you were in the city of brotherly love uh no uh one half of the twin cities um uh, (laughs) you you were you were in the beehive state uh you were in st louis missouri the gate the the gateway to the west the gateway to the west yes oh that's right because they have the big famous golden gate bridge yes (laughs) (laughs) that never gets that maybe for other people it does for me that never gets old um that's that's like my go-to favorite joke uh no but you were in st louis for a uh conference uh that's pretty exciting did you guys have a nice time indeed uh yeah it was great i met this guy who was also it sounded like he was almost as in podcast as I am, uh, but we talked about podcasts enough, and I told him about our podcast. And like five minutes later, he was like, "You said your podcast was a technology podcast, right?" Oh, no, he, he had Google <laughs> Don't Panic podcast, uh, and and the uh, one of the other Don't Panic podcasts seems to do better than us oh. in the SEO, and it's like the 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 uh the sex the sex and love one. Oh, i was <laughs> so, i was worried it was the, the the schmucks over at don't panic it's organic those guys have been stealing our thunder for years i think we should um get in touch with all those other podcasters and start the don't panic podcast network oh we should Wait. have a don't panic super show well i was gonna say it's like talking <laughs> don't panic like talking dead right where we have it's like the show where we talk about all the don't panic podcasts even all about these uh talking spinoffs it's it's great because it's the easiest idea any idiot can do one you just talk about things you talk about it's great i mean it's kind of what we do <laughs> what here we're doing that, but that's what's great and then you get to that meta level and you talk about something you've already talked about it's excellent. Well, it's it's good that we're making new fans. That's very exciting. I got uh, I got an email. I should read this on air. Uh, let me see if I can find it while I'm talking. I some very nice lady reached out to me because she clearly really liked um, up for debate on YouTube. And she said, I was checking out your videos here, and after noticing your three subscribers, and yes, that's how many we have, uh, I thought you <laughs> might be interested in one of our clients. Minimule is a small family-run business based in Los Angeles focused on exclusively on natural organic beauty products. They just launched a new dry body brushing bundle, and I think you'd be perfect for an unboxing video. Ah. And there are all these, and then it, and then it, it links to it, and there are all these frequently asked questions like, um, uh, Will she send one to you? E, um... No. Wait, you said no. She won't? No, this is the best part. I get a discount code, but it's not free. It's just discounted. Oh, it says right here. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, it's a tiny startup, and they can't afford to give away free product. In fact, they're taking a loss on this offer in the hopes of your honest review. Yeah, see, I, if they are giving it for free, I would say for sure do it, because it's a product that applies to neither you nor Matt, as far as I know. Uh, right so i think that'd be pretty funny but if they want that kind of quality uh comedy content to showcase their product they're gonna have to you know they're gonna have to put out for it a little bit 
Uh, this is I've never got one of the and they have a bunch of example videos of other people doing it. And it's mm-hmm. it's all very sad. It's all extremely sad. Um, Why are they what are the videos poorly produced? Are they just kind of boring? Is the product itself kind of bad? No, so it's just it's just like YouTube wannabes. Mm-hmm. Who, who don't have any subscribers but really want to be mm-hmm. famous. You know, like if it was like legit, like, you know, quote unquote influencers on YouTube, I'd be a little more impressed. But it's literally just people who want to be famous on YouTube and they kind of suck. And then it's, I and, then I, and then I get, I get doubly sad when, um, I will, I will post. <laughs> I was going to say, I'll, can we kind of say, well, that's, oh, that's no. my fear. It's like if they're emailing me, am I one of these people? I put some links <laughs> oh, in, the, no. in the Google Doc. <laughs> In our super secret Google Doc, um, so you know, I don't know. You think I should pick up their uh, their all natural dry body brush and face brush bundle? It's normally thirty five dollars. I wonder what discount I get for reviewing it. Let's find out live on air. Yes. Put no, that discount code. I, I have to email oh, them and tell them I'm doing it before uh-huh. I get the code. What? Yeah, I know. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not. I'm not that desperate. Although I could have a lot of, I think we, we could are. have a lot of fun with that. Yeah. You know, like I could use the brush I, to like brush a dog or something. <laughs> See, I would recommend that you email them and say that you're thinking about it, but you really want to know what the pricing is. Hmm. Hmm. I probably won't do that. Um, How much money have you made off of the uh, Amazon referrals? We could put that towards this purchase. Oh, we've made uh, singles of dollars. We've made like easily six or seven dollars. All right, exactly. <laughs> We've made so little, they won't they allow me to cash it out. What? When? How? Well, it's a future. When can we cash it out? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a future. It's like investing in the price, the changing price in oil. You might as well count that money as yours right now. That's how economics works. Well, that's that. It's like <laughs> stock trading, right? It's not a loss till you sell. It's really, it's it's. We really have infinite money until we cash it out. That's right. The potential is. <laughs> See, Colby gets it. You don't it. know. You can't know how much money you have until you try to cash it out. Mm-hmm. Damn straight. That, that's what we're going to tell investors. Like, listen, we could be making tens of thousands of dollars. It's possible. It <laughs> Anything's possible. <laughs> God, we're so sad. Yeah. This is why people tune in. Um... So, uh, not to change gears here, but I had a an interesting um, conversation topic for us, if you guys would like to do that. Oh? Oh. I love conversation this, topics. This is an Arizona leftover, but we got distracted with new Apple stuff oh, last week to do it. Oh, right. Yes. So, I'm so excited for this. So, well, cool your jets. Uh, so, we went to, I went to oh. Tucson, Arizona a couple weeks ago for a work conference, and one of this, it was all roofing contractors. I work for a, mm-hmm. a roofing manufacturing company. Um, and one of the topics of discussion was a, 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 um, panel on millennials in the workplace. It went as well as you're imagining. Um, it was, how many millennials were on the panel? So there were three older, like upper forties, low fifties people. And then there were a bunch of like 35 to 40 people who they were calling millennials. And they also, how many people are on this panel? Six, three and three. Okay, that's a lot of It was a busy a panel. panel. Um, but the millennials, A... No, can I just add on to what Jerry's saying with... Uh... You know, I'd like to circle back on uh, on what, what Dan said a second ago. Um, so bad. And then the the millennials, they basically weren't millennials. That A, that was the problem. B, they were all in management roles because they're all family-owned companies. So they're like the vice presidents of their company. So they're not really good examples. And then they... It was the most... It was on the verge of insulting this conversation because it was all like, you know, man, millennials, you know, they always need to know, have a sense of accomplishment. So you always have to be praising them and talking about how great they are or else they'll get upset. And they like would put up like slides with little cartoons to illustrate their point. And there was one I remember specifically where it was like, you know, a, a boomer, baby boomer would say, you know, oh, I'm not happy with my coworker. I go to HR and the millennial will post it on social media, how much they hate their coworkers. And then they get fired. Like that was the joke. And I'm like, that's kind of insulting. Like, I'm a person. So I thought I would come to this panel of actual millennials. Um, <laughs> ah. and, and, and A, have you ever been to one of these terrible 
how to deal with millennials in the workplace. And I know it's different for you guys because you actually work with other millennials. Um, <laughs> or B, do you have any thoughts on how to deal with millennials in the workplace? As if there's something that need to be dealt with. Uh, I have never been to one of these panels, never even had the opportunity to go to one of these panels. It's only something I've read about in like Huffington Post or The Atlantic. Uh, and I don't know. Uh, I have to think about this more. The real dif- here's here's honestly the biggest difference between younger people and older people in the workplace for me is how they communicate over text-based communications. Uh, older people will be very conservative with their punctuation and emoticons, which sounds stupid, but it can make it so that something that you would have heard them say, you would interpret one way, but then something that you're you're reading that they are quote-unquote saying in Slack or, or something like that, uh, you could totally interpret it the other way. And I seem to have this problem much less frequently with younger people. Uh, so use more emoticons? I don't know. That's yeah, but answer. didn't we do the story a couple weeks ago where using emoticon uh, make your coworkers think you're incompetent? We did that on that the show. An email, though. Well, it depends on the another, context. I mean, another, another, uh, another clue is just to not send emails. That's yeah, that we're, we're right. You millennials and your lack of emails. When was the last time you sent an email? Uh, I actually did the other day to someone who sent an email to me, and I think wow. I told them to, to contact me on Slack. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding, I didn't. I, I just answered, but uh, yeah, no, I think it's different for email, but so much of my profession is chat based now. That's where it really comes into play. Like email is, uh, even for younger people, I think slightly more formal. Uh, and it should be because that's where you're going to talk to people who are outside of your company and things like that. But it's the chat based stuff that gives me. Mm. I, like Sean, I don't think I've ever had the opportunity that was to. Me. I'm I'm sorry, like Dan. <laughs> Dan. Dan is similar to Sean, but not Sean. I um, am me. Like that other person who's not me. <laughs> I I've I've trouble uh trouble It's a millennial thing. You have trouble recognizing people who aren't yourself. <laughs> He's so busy looking at his phone all the time, he can't be bothered to look people in the face. <laughs> Social media profile. <laughs> Wait, what were you saying? I was Snapchatting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What I was going to say is I I feel like anything, anything I've like seen, like read or listened to that was prefaced with like how to deal with millennials uh, is like at least a little bit offensive, if not. Is offensive. Like, <laughs> just, just yeah. offensive, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like anything else where you take a group of people who are all probably very different uh, and try and generalize what they're like. Um, it's it's uh, bound to end badly. It literally cannot, you like, you, <laughs> you, you've are you've lost before you've begun. Um, and it's, it's kind of a bummer. That being said, though, I, I work with quite, quite a lot of young people. At my company, as or young younger people, anyways, um, I feel like we're we're I don't know folks less than thirty are probably in the majority. Yeah, uh, for better or worse, but we we don't have a lot of how to deal with millennials. No, you have a lot of how to deal with old people. <laughs> Uh, well, that was that. That's what that guy's HubSpot book is all about. So, how yeah. to deal with old people? No, being being an old person at at a millennial company. I yeah, think. they get butt hurt when you do that. Um, they feel a little Whoa. left out. Well, no, and that's what it was. I mean, because we I went to a dinner after the talk, and they there was they were still discussing it. Everyone, all the all the older folks loved the panel. Um, and, uh, the conversation kept going. Did anyone ask you for your opinion? Oh, of course they, cause I'm, I'm always the token millennial. Always, mm. always. Um, and so it was a lot of the time. And, and one of the interesting things, this is the point I'll make, and then we can get on with the tech news. But, um, one of the things that came up at the panel that people loved was, 
Um, millennials always want to know why. You can't ever tell them anything, just give them a piece of information. They always want to know the reason why. And some people thought it was good, and some people said, well, it's just annoying. They should just take the information and go with it. Why are they always asking why? And I said, you know, an interesting thing a lot of people don't realize is uh, in schools these days, uh, they don't teach people how to, how to, how to, how to do math. They, they don't really teach you science. They teach you problem solving, right? It, it, you, you don't need to know the detailed mechanics of something. Computers do most of that. Instead, they teach you how to do complex thinking. They teach you, that's why we do word problems, right? And, and why testing is set up the way it is. It's, it's to, to teach people critical thinking skills. That's why millennials ask why, because they need the information to make good and critical decisions in a short amount of time. They're not doing it to be annoying or just because that's something they do. They do it for a reason. It's because they're taught to do that. That, that, is, that is how they go about their lives and do things faster and more efficiently. And you look, and, and by giving them that information, you make them better. And everyone was kind of like, oh, that's why. You know, that's an interesting insight. And, you and, should have been on the panel, Sean. Honestly, yeah. honestly and I was, gonna, I was getting really annoyed. There was another, there was another piece where everyone was talking about, and, and this is you guys a little bit, but it's, oh, millennials always work on their own time schedule. Oh, they, they always, they're always asking, oh, can I come in a little later? Can I leave a little earlier? Can I do different hours? And I don't know why they can't just work regular hours. And then that was when I jumped in with, well, you do know that millennials as, as a generation have more debt are more likely to be working two or three jobs, especially in, in an industry like construction, um, where they don't really have solid salaried positions. Um, have you considered Have you considered that? Mm. It's not that they're lazy. It's just that they probably have to get to another job, and everyone's like, oh. Yeah, but... I mean, I, I totally do that, and I don't have another job, so... No, 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 but I think it's different. No, but I think it's different. I think you guys are good examples. Like, you don't do it because you're selfish or because you're lazy or you want to sleep in. You do it because that works best for you, and you have companies that allow you to work at a schedule that yeah, makes that, you the most that's successful. that's the real trick, yeah. You know, I think it's a, it's a, it's a lazy thing to make the assumption that people do it because they're lazy. That's an easy out, rather than just confronting an actual issue. Right. And I, it's it's also interesting. I feel like if if uh, many people, if they stepped back for a moment from what they've the the sort of like habits that they've internalized, like just being at work from nine to five, like could your life be better if once in a while you like rearranged your work schedule to like go to a doctor's appointment or like pick up your kids from school or like go to your kids' baseball game or. Um, I don't mean to like harp on kids for old people, but like for 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 anything like um, I don't know. It's like I, I feel like it's just a thing that that was internalized by um, that was sort of the accepted norm for for nearly everyone uh, in in past generations. Uh, and I, I don't know. I feel like life is better without it and not just for me, like for other, for other people, other people with other sorts of lives too. Yeah, totally. And, uh, I think that work hours are one thing. If you're like, if you're working at a construction site, yeah, you can't just show up at 11 and like work until 8 PM. Uh, there won't be anyone else there. Yep. Uh, but the jobs have also become more amenable to this sort of thing in the, with the rise of this new generation. So that's what I would also say. Well, I'm glad we solved yeah. this one. Uh, and, and if anyone is looking for a millennial to talk on your company's panel, please reach out. Don't panic at a show at gmail.com. Sean Jennings at gmail.com. I'm, I, I don't own that. Sean, I tried Sean to buy that. I, I tried very hard. All the good Sean Jennings emails have been taken. Um, you tried to annoying. buy it? No, I tried to just like register it. Um, and uh, someone beat me. It's fun to try that, to buy it. I own it. I own Sean Jennings basically on every platform except Gmail. I never got it. Um, someone sniped me on that. So anyway, um, yes, let's know. We're your millennials. Uh, all right, we're going to move on. We got some, I think, some fun tech news this week. We don't have a lot. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's low quantity, high quality. Um, all and right. It doesn't always happen. So I don't know where you guys want to start. We've got uh, Twitter character limits. We've got all of Amazon's new hardware. Elon Musk's insane let's, new plan to kill us all. Let's let's pump the brakes on the character limit stuff. We got to save that for the end when we're nice, we're nice and warmed up. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. What's our opening act? <laughs> <laughs> Who's our opener? I think, I think Elon Musk opens for us. Oh boy! Oh, wow! When, when we present at the World's Fair in a couple of years. It'll be Elon Musk. He's gonna get the crowd warm. 
Well, you know, when he's gonna, we... he's gonna show us like, you know, the, the the crazy stuff that he's working on, just so that the stuff that we present at the World's Fair is that much more impressive by comparison. <laughs> well, you know, Dan, when we have the balls to call the episode Elon Musk is a lunatic, we kind of have to talk That's about right. it. That's uh, right. I do want to quickly go power. remind everybody, uh, thanks to the, the folks who are watching us live on Facebook right now, facebook.com slash don't panic show. We do it Monday nights at about 10, 15 or so Eastern. Um, <laughs> if you're watching live, comment on Facebook. We'll be watching during the show. Or you can call in 508-644-TECH. That's 508-644-8324. Call on the phone number. You can join us, chat with us on the air. Um Let's jump to the story. Elon Musk talked talked this week about the future of space travel, some of the stuff he wants to do with Mars. I picked out this little kind of side story because I thought it was pretty interesting. Elon Musk proposes city-to-city travel by rocket. Stay with me here. Um, He wants to use the same interplanetary rocket system um, that he wants to use to go to the moon and Mars for long-distance travel on Earth. Uh, He claims it would allow passengers to take most long-distance trips in just 30 minutes and go anywhere on Earth in under the hour, get this, for around the same price as an economy airline ticket. He proposed using SpaceX's forthcoming mega rocket to lift a massive spaceship into orbit around the Earth. The ship would then settle down on floating landing pads near major cities, like how they land their rockets now. Um, This is all theoretical, but he did say he hopes to begin construction on the rocket in the next six to nine months. Um, They say uh, you can travel from New York to Shanghai in just uh, 39 minutes, that's 7,000 miles, or Hong Kong to Singapore in 22 minutes, London to New York in 29 minutes, uh, etc. It would be the fastest ever transportation method ever created by humanity. We're talking 18,000 miles per hour at its peak. So wait, you get in this rocket, it takes off, it goes into space. Yes. Then what does it do? Um, it, uh, if I understand it correctly, um, it goes up and then it just comes down and then it lands on the floating pad. Mm. Oh, so what is this thing about giant ship in orbit or did I also miss here? Well, I think you get onto the giant ship. Yes. And are launched into space. Yes. And And then then the giant ship lands at your destination. Because because I think the speed element comes in when you hit orbit. Because then you're really you're mm. really hustling at that point. You got to get above the atmosphere to really get going. Right. Because once there's no air, like things move faster, right? And the Earth's spinning beneath you, and you're going, and yeah, right. right. It's it's like science or whatever. Yeah, science <laughs> or whatever. Interesting. Hmm. So is cool. this? So I have to ask you guys: Is this a bad idea or a terrible idea? Uh, I don't think it's a bad idea scientifically. I just don't think it could possibly, like, how long is it going to be before that's economical? Well, he said for the cost of an economy airline ticket. But, like, when? Yeah, yeah. That's exactly. not, like, the first flight is not going to cost it, be the cost of an economy airline ticket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Probably not. Maybe the first one will be cheaper. And like, yeah, how many people are they going to put in one of these rockets? Like right now, how how many people have we ever put in a rocket into space up until this point? Not that many. Five or fewer even. Uh, I have, I don't know, I have questions. It's not the craziest idea I ever heard, though. Well, so... It is interesting that another uh, there are lots of issues with this, and there's a great article on The Verge that breaks down some of the issues. A, the G-forces. Going up in a rocket is kind of extreme, and astronauts are trained and are health screened to be able to handle that. Um, The director of program planning for Secure World Foundation, uh, Brian Whedon, quote, said, For one, the acceleration and the G-forces for both the launch and reentry would kill people. I don't have it right in front of me, but it's a lot more than the G forces on an astronaut. World Foundation. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who that's, that is. That's is that sketchy. That's, one of those world, that's a world ender right that, there. Oh, see, they're they're anti rocket. Mm. Another problem. No, no, no. They're one of those companies that it's like when we read about the zombie apocalypse three generations in the future. Mm. Like, oh yes, the World Protection Foundation. Uh, <laughs> Created a new strain of uh, malaria designed to cure monkey disease. I don't know. I was waiting to see where you were going with that. That was great. <laughs> you took me on a ride there. That was fun. 
Um, they also say another movie rights. Sean Jennings at gmail.com. He's my agent. Yeah, the Sean Jennings at gmail.com. I do own that one. <laughs> um, another problem with the ballistic trajectory is radiation exposure in the vacuum of space. Astronauts on the International Space Station are largely shielded. Um, not sure how uh, Musk's ship would handle that. Why? How are they shielded, and why wouldn't his ship be able to be shielded that way? Um, if I'm understanding this article correctly, it's that the shields are heavy and large, and in a, in a permanently orbiting mm-hmm. shuttle, it's it's cool. Um, but if you're constant, you know, if you're a business traveling, you're traveling all the time, you're going to exposed to a lot of radiation. I see. Or if it's like, would it not be practical to have the heavy shields and stuff on the on the ship that goes up and down and up and down and up and down? And- <laughs> Uh, no, it doesn't say. So I'm, I'm gonna, I guess Musk will figure out a way to do it. Yeah. Also, like the, it doesn't take a lot out of a plane to break out of the atmosphere. Like they have, they do a lot of for the space shuttles. They had to do a lot of pretty intense. Uh, and they, and they still blew up. Maintenance, right? I mean, not nearly as often as they would if I was in charge of it, but. Uh, well, I give some credit dan oh my goodness you're a smart guy i i would put money down that the space shuttle program under dan miller would be only minorly worse than it actually yeah, was think, in reality i think the space the space shuttle program under really any one of us would probably function okay but like if you took the space shuttle program and made it and like composed it exclusively of like clones of us they would be mm. totally screwed <laughs> So what you're saying is we would have advisors. Exactly. Uh, uh, right. Right. Like we would be figureheads. Mm-hmm. Uh, leaders in name only. Right. Hey, a constitutional get... uh, monarchy of the space agency. Yes. As long yes. as I get paid either way. Doesn't make a difference to me. Um, <laughs> so let me ask you guys then. We'll, we'll wrap up on this one. Um Let's say your company comes to you and says, uh, Colby, Dan, uh, we want you guys to attend a conference in Shanghai. Um, you can take a, a 22-hour flight um, or we'll pay for a 30-minute rocket ride to <laughs> Shanghai. Are you going to take the option for the rocket ride? Absolutely. Yes. That's NASA I mean, director Dan Miller right there. I wouldn't take the first rocket ride. Or not, not even the second rocket ride. How um, many rocket the rides? One, the third one? Maybe the third. All right. I mean, the third one. yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be crazy about going on the first, but it, that's pretty compelling. You know, and if we if we can just uh, suspend our disbelief for a second and mm-hmm. go into our Musk uh, fantasy world, uh, then that sounds pretty great. I'd get into the Hyperloop think- before the rocket ship. Yeah, but the the Hyperloop, sure, it's cool, but... You know what's really cool? Rocket ships. <laughs> exactly. You, the, I mean, the added bonus is you get to go into space, like... Right, I mean... I just, I'm like, I, I want to sit in that window seat. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah. If, you're, if my company came up to me and said, Dan, you're not going anywhere, we're just going to send you into space, and it's going <laughs> to take, like, months of training, and, like... It's, you're going to be up there for hours. I would do it. Dan, are you already for making free? that many enemies at work that they want to shuttle you off? To sp- <laughs> you're like, Dan, no reason. But uh, we all pitched in and we're going to send you to space. <laughs> that would be a nice camp. gift. And you don't no rush to come back. Take your time. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, too funny. Someday. Anyway, so, hopefully we'll all get to make this decision one day. Yes. Yes. On Don't Panic episode number 1864, we'll discuss our, our trip on the Elon Musk rocket ride. The mega rocket. The super duper SpaceX fun super rocket. Super rocket. Um, very cool. He is a lunatic. Um, all right. Moving on. We got more, more news here in the rundown. I want to thank, uh, while you guys are deciding what we're going to talk about, Katie Adams uh, on our Facebook page commented, she wrote a uh, rocket ship emoji, UFO emoji. So I guess that's up. <laughs> you can interpret that as you see fit. Hieroglyphics. Wow. Speaking of millennials, geez. I know, right? <laughs> Use your words. <laughs> I like it. Very All right. Speaking of words, 
What did Twitter, I mean, Amazon announce? I what did Amazon announce? Oh, boy. Oh, I love hardware. I love when we get to do hardware on the show. It makes me very excited. And Amazon, they had a surprise announcement, actually. They kind of called everyone up a couple hours before, and they're like, yeah, we're going to announce some stuff today. Please come on down. So um, we got a whole bunch of new stuff. I'll start from, I guess, in no particular order. Uh, we'll start with, I guess, the least exciting, the most exciting. I don't know. Judge for yourself. New Fire TV. Um, they've updated it with, uh, it's had 4K support. Now it has 4K HDR support. Uh, it also has Dolby Atomos integration and an Alexa voice remote. Uh, it will cost $69.99, which is super competitive in the 4K space. That's cheaper than Roku and way cheaper than the Apple TV 4K. It's available for pre-order now, available on October 25th. Um... They updated all of the Echo products, starting with the traditional Echo Tube. Um, it's now shorter uh, and smaller, and it comes in a bunch of fun new colors like cloth and wood and things like that. Um, it's going to be available for $99. Uh, you can also get a three-pack of Echoes for $249. Great for multi-room audio. That comes out on October 31st. They announced um, some fun accessories for the Echo. We got the $35 Echo Connect, which you plug your landline into, for those who still have that, and you can make uh, voice calls through your Alexa wait, speakers. Wait, wait. Yes. A landline? Land it's not a landmine, a landline. And it's not a landmine. No, 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 Dan. It's, 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 it's not, a <laughs> landline. No, it's not a lamb find. No, <laughs> no, no, no. A landline. Ah. Plug it in with a wire. That's like what the rotary phones would use back in the day and stuff? Basically, yeah. So now you hook this up to your Alexa and you kind of just spin the dial at the top like a rotary. And that's mm. how you uh, and that's how you use it. No. Uh, so you make calls through your Alexa. We also got uh, the Echo Buttons, which are pretty... Can you, make can you make phone calls with your over your cell phone with alexa no they currently don't enable that no so you can do a, uh within the amazon ecosystem yeah this is such an amazon thing to do no, like okay well no instead of uh, instead of working on an actual useful thing i read that what is I, what is the the venn diagram overlap of people who have landlines and people who will buy an alexa Oh, nobody. They're going to sell like five of these. But I did read somewhere, and I don't know the technical reason, but apparently there is some iOS integration issue that they can't do phone calls from your phone on the Alexa. I don't know the reason, sure. but... What about Android? I don't... You'll have to Google that. Um, oh, you you didn't know that for sure. You just can't do it on iPhone. I know you can't do it on iPhone. I know that that I've read that there's some sort of you know, API thing that Apple doesn't let them do where, because I assumed, oh, you could just do it. We talked about this on the show a couple months ago. I, I know uh, why you can't just use this as a Bluetooth phone extent, you know, like a headset or something, but apparently you can't. Whatever. Um, Echo buttons, uh, they're little buttons and they light up and you can push them. Uh, it's for like playing TV style <laughs> trivia games through your Alexa. You just, no, no joke. They just light up and you push them. They're uh, 20 bucks for a two pack. Um, and I don't, I frankly don't know what uh, why you, you need play them. like Jeopardy with basically with, that's yeah that, so act the, but that is literally all they do they light up and you can well, push them there is a a button API that you can make your own app for but as of this moment it's it's they really only showed it for games but you know I'm mm, sure you eats. could find other cool uses to you know you can like put, what tic tac toe well no you like your house no Dan all right get this. You okay. buy a button and you put a little sticker on it that says party, right? And everyone comes to your house like, Sean, what's up with the party button? I go, push it. They go, what do you mean push it? I said, push the party button. They said, are you sure? I said, no, push the party button. They slam the party button. Boom. All your smart lights start flashing crazy colors. The music starts up. It's part, you know, party music. You're getting going. Maybe like confetti cannon shootout or something. It's a party button. Mm -hmm. You can integrate all. It's all smart stuff. You can, you can integrate all that. I see. So not games. You can just like attach recipes to it or whatever those things are called. Yeah, basically. Um, but, the, mm. but but I don't know of any at this moment that you can use other than the game. I see. Um, uh, I like the fuzzy the fuzzy one. Yeah, the cloth covered one. That's what uh, Google's yeah. doing with theirs um, as mm. well. That's kind of their visual style. I like actually, and maybe I shouldn't admit it, I kind of like the wood ones too. I know they're a little cheesy, but mm. they remind me of the uh, like the old uh, like. VCRs from the 80s that had that fake 
wood veneer on it. And it's something about that really appeals to me. But I like the fabric too. Um, cool. New Echo Plus. So this is the same size as the original, right? The regular Echo is now smaller. The Echo Plus, it's the same Echo. So the Echo Slim or the Echo Tube is what the original Echo was in terms of features. So, so basically there's Amazon Echo, which is now smaller and cheaper. Then there's Amazon Echo yeah. Plus, which is the same size as the old one. The only difference is that A, it doesn't come in as many fun finishes, but also B, it has Zigbee um, home hub built in. So you don't need separate hubs. Like I have my hub for my Hue Lite. You don't need separate mm. hubs because this supports um, the wireless included, and is that's it, priced at 149 Is it only Zigbee, or is it like mm, many of the... It's Zigbee and Bluetooth. Um, but they oh. don't support. Um, I know sm it doesn't smart things do their own. What's the other one? There's another I think there's big one that's over Wi-Fi or something, right? Uh, oh, there's Wi-Fi Direct. I don't. Oh God, I can never keep track of who's using all these. Zigbee's the biggest. I th I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So you'll get a lot of them. Um, it also ships with a Philips Hue smart bulb in every box. So there's that too. Um, that's oh. cool. Fancy. And then one more thing. Last thing, the Echo Spot. Um, they call it a smart alarm clock. Really, it's just a smaller Echo Show, which we've talked about before. Um, and it's a small little uh, circular screen that uh, has the, the Echo features built in. Uh, it's got a built-in speakers, but you can also connect external speakers. Uh, it's got a two and a half inch screen and a video camera built in. So it's kind of like the show, just smaller. They call it smart alarm clock. It's designed to kind of be put on your nightstand. That'll cost you 130 bucks and be available on December 19th. And that to me is the coolest thing they announced. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree. It looks really cool. I don't know if I'd put it in my bedroom. That might be a step too far. But this is, but this is like the show for me is too big. I don't, I don't need the show. But I kind of like this is a little more like subtle. Mm. Oh, does it also have the weird calling thing? Not cool. No. Oh, the <laughs> the, the looking thing. Well, you can turn that off. I hope so. It's not. Uh, I don't know if I told you this, but recently, so I think we, I'm sure we talked about this on the show. Like they added like a messaging feature to Echo. So you can like send messages like within the Echo network. Uh, and I was at a friend's house who has an Echo. Uh, and we were just like chatting, having a conversation and like the Echo like turned itself on. I guess like it thought it heard us say something um, and we didn't know what it said, so we just continue ignored it and continued on our, our conversation. And then all of a sudden, it said like sending message to so and so, <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "Oh my god, no, stop!" And it didn't. It sent a message to some other <laughs> person who he hadn't talked to in years. What was the message? It was like a recording of what we had been saying. Oh, were you talking crap about the person? That'd be funny. No, no. The the, the person hadn't come up in conversation at all. Man, Colby Rabideau. What a jerk. Would you like to send a message to Colby Rabideau? No! On <laughs> <laughs> second thought, yeah. Fuck no. that guy. <laughs> but when everyone comes over to my house, they always want to, like, mess with it. They always want to, like, try and order something from Amazon. Don't tell anyone this is a thing. This is going to end very badly. Um, well, I feel like you just need to turn that off. Unplug it's, it. It's, I'm pretty sure it's a thing you can only send messages to other people with echoes. Right, who and you have, have to like have signed into this thing. You have to set it up with like contacts within the Amazon app thing, and like I don't even know who who does that. Right. Who uh, does that? Who does these things? Uh, I what do they call these messages? Reverbs. They oh that be that's clever I like that no I think they just call them messages but that's good yeah come on come on, on listen Amazon. to this guy he first he's head of NASA now he's designing stuff for Amazon listen to Dan Miller right. <laughs> um I want to give a quick shout out to Rodney Kuhn uh, an old coworker of mine Savic fantastic guy um uh who said I can't wait it can't wait to be invited to Sean's party button party uh Rodney uh Rodney is the life of the party. Uh, world traveler, uh, fun guy. He will be oh, him, 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 and his partner in crime, Julie, um, <laughs> who I got to work with a lot, were the best. They're uh, top of my list. Now, so if he's if Rodney's the life of the party, is this Amazon party button like 
the robots coming for Rodney's job, like he's being automated <laughs> out. <laughs> you know, the, this economy, it's changing, and we just can't afford to pay human party animals anymore. Um, they're going to be replaced with uh, robotic party animals. <laughs> oh, man. How Brutal. sad. How sad. Brutal. Um, have, we, uh, have we talked to you guys into getting any Echo products today? It's still weird. Still weird. Okay, that's. I can't believe you don't have one, Colby, because you're so into the home automation thing. I mean, that's the problem, though. I was, I've been totally burned by the home automation thing. Oh, so you're no longer into it? You, you know, no, I still have the stupid lights, but like, <laughs> but now I call them stupid because <laughs> they are stupid. Um, yeah, I've thought about it. It would be way better. I will say. Uh, I like it way better now that I have an Apple watch because I can do stuff from the watch instead of taking out my phone. Yeah. It's not like strictly speaking faster, but I never have to find my phone. Um, So that's nice. But and I guess if I got an Echo. It would solve the problem. That's right. Just feels feels a little I I think you got to get the three pack Colby for your apartment you know just really really one, make sure you're for the super bathroom, covered one for the closet and one for the rest yeah of your like you don't want to be anywhere where it can't hear you <laughs> there is no escape that's true you can just put one in the hallway too so in case you forget something on your way out you can still talk to it just fine right how does that how does it handle like multiples like what if two of them hear you like didn't you listen have- to the home pod uh thing colby it doesn't handle it that's why it doesn't that's why apple well it didn't at the time i don't know if it's changed it seems like amazon's going pretty fast but no apple made a big deal about how if you had multiple home pods they would learn from each other to figure out like where they are positioned uh so that and detect which one has the the closest is the the closest source of truth even with your phone and your watch and stuff Mm. I mean, Siri doesn't. Siri on multiple devices does not do a good job. Did you just? No, actually, <laughs> I have noticed that uh, Siri the, no longer when I talk to because I can like lift up my wrist and say "Hey, Dingus," and mm-hmm. uh, it will do something. But I have "Hey, Dingus" turned on my phone also, and you'll see the screen light up on my phone. Or at least I, I see the screen light up, and then it turns off. Uh, when it realizes that the phone is clo- or the watch is closer. So the the other day, I also have Siri turned on on my iPad, which I have to turn off. Mm. Um, but I was trying to use Siri on my watch, and it turned on the iPad, and the iPad was like air playing music. Uh, you know how certain things on AirPlay are instantaneous, and certain things take a while. Like like the thing, the music, whatever you're listening to, the sound that's going over the speaker. There's some delay like a couple of seconds, but like if you turn the volume up and down, it happens immediately. Mm -hmm. So when Siri activates, it turns the volume all the way up. Um, So it turned the volume all the way up on the music I was listening to. (laughs) And then like some seconds later, this year, whatever Siri had said came over the speakers. And, and uh, meanwhile, I was just hoping to like talk to Siri on my watch. It was quite startling. That's crazy. Uh, Yeah, it was, it was, it was a mess. It was not what I was expecting to happen. On second how thought. Your, no, go ahead. I was going to say, how was your first uh, trip with the Apple Watch? Uh, it was good. I still, like, the thing I haven't gotten used to with the Apple Watch is having to, like, maneuver my wrist in the correct way such that it will turn the screen on. You got you, you to do the flare. <laughs> Yeah, I mostly like in a, <laughs> all the from, from, just sit, from just a normal sit there, and just practice this. <laughs> just sit on your couch, practice. This is this is we're really in sync. This is great. Um, what do you do if you're like laying down though? Because sometimes it just doesn't mm. work when I'm mm. when I'm in a well, non in that case, lay down on your couch after we're done this podcast, and you just. <laughs> you just It'd just right. be like the wacky waving arm flailing tube guy. Wacky waving arm flailing flailing tube man employment warehouse dot com backslash dot biz. <laughs> yes, exactly. And you gotta. All right. Well, 
It's, it's all it's all in the wrist. It's all practice. You'll get it. You'll get it. it you know, they say it takes 10,000 hours to become an expert at something. <laughs> so just start the timer on your Apple Watch right now. Uh, <laughs> it'll go up to 10,000. I cannot wait for Colby to be named world champion at getting Apple Watch to activate. <laughs> oh, it'll be like quick draw. Yeah. Well, they, they, they do like speed texting and stuff. Why not? Yeah. All right. You could go be at the next uh, speed running competition for video games. And they'll, they'll just have like, yeah, they'll have some. They'll have like the the watch streaming to the screen. It'll just be black, and then like three, two, one, and you have to. And the crowd cheers. Ah, you did it! Ah. Yeah, you'll have the slow motion replay. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, and what would be even cooler is you two people are on the stage like facing each other, so it is like an actual, uh, you know. Guns at Dawn sort of situation, duel. This is great. This is a good idea. Well, you'll be right up there with the guys who... It's a good idea I've had tonight. You'll be right up there with the guys who stack those cups really fast. So, you know, (laughs) it's a a big skill. People are going to love it. Uh, All right. Well, uh, well, good. So look forward to all that stuff coming out over the next couple months from Amazon. Uh, But we'll continue on because we got more Are you going to get any of these, Sean, since you're the only person with an Echo? I really want one of those spots. Oh, those are cool. I would I want one so bad, but I'm not going to do it because I can't I can't justify it. I already own an Echo. If I didn't own an Echo, that would really put me over because I again, I like the screen. I always and how wish much my are those Echo, bad boys uh, 130, which is only 30 bucks more than the regular Echo. So for me, I don't it seems like a no brainer upgrade. Yeah. Um, at that. What if the, what if it was on a sale on Black Friday? Ooh, ah, God, they. I wish I didn't an already e- have one because then I, an easy hundo. I can't. Maybe maybe I can like sell Colby mine on eBay or something for cheap, and then I'll get the <laughs> instead, upgrade instead of just selling it to him with cash in person. Oh no no no! We, eBay transaction fee. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That that makes perfect sense. Um, it's got to be on the books. God, yeah, I want one. That's right above board. This is all legit. Um. All right, well, let's continue on. I know we want to talk about the where we got time for maybe one more story here. I know we want to talk about uh, Twitter. Do we want to talk about Twitter? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. I'm so excited. Big Twitter. Man, it seems like every time Twitter rolls something out, big controversy, uh, and they're back at it again. Twitter announced uh, that they are testing, keyword testing, 280 character tweets, which doubles the previous character limit. Um about uh, some fun facts here in this article. About 9% of all tweets today are exactly 140 characters, Twitter says. Uh, they claim it's tough to do on an accident, which suggests users frequently have to edit their thoughts to get them under the limit. Um, now, oh, Twitter, now Twitter hopes to ease that burden by doubling the limit. Um, do you know what languages aren't impacted by the character limits? I do. Well, you've seen the article. Yes. Uh, Japanese, Japanese, Chinese, and Korean. Fun fact there for you. Makes sense. Um... The average, you know, if you if you expressed your ideas in only emoji, you could get your your uh, ideas across much more easily as well. Yes, you could express 140 different concepts. God, amazing! Think the average that. length of a tweet in Japanese is only 15 characters. Now, of course, what the, is the average length in uh, English? Um, this does article does not say, <laughs> but like I said, nine um, percent are 140 characters. So. Right, that doesn't mean want. anything if the if ninety one percent are oh no here we go it says right here um thirty four so about a little over 34. twice as much that's 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 smaller than I would have thought that's interesting um of course the hundred and forty character limit was established when uh, Twitter was SMS only because SMS limits are limited to one sixty uh, but now they can expand it as much as they like as I mentioned this is a test. Um, and so they're going to try it with some folks. There's no rule or situation that you can't really sign up to get it. You'll just show up on your account one day. Um, and, uh, if you're one of the blessed few. If you're, did you guys get 280 characters? No. No. Did you? I wish. You probably have more tutor accounts. None of your tutors got it? I checked all of them mm. immediately, and no, none uh-huh. of them. I was very disappointed. I was hoping I'd get one. I was thinking of all the fun things I could do with all those extra characters. Especially, and I will say, 
that as someone who tweets for a living, who is paid to tweet, uh, 140 characters is extremely annoying. It sucks. You, I write really great, I think really great sentences, and then I just have to destroy them <laughs> to get them to fit in 140 characters. And and it's very, very, so I'm excited as in, in that role with that hat on, I am excited because it means that I don't have to censor myself anymore. As a, as a social media professional, Sean, what are some of your like top uh, word word cutting strategies? Oh, oh yeah, I'm glad you asked. Um, when I first started, so um, my boss likes to review the tweets before I send them out, which is fine. Um, and one of the thing he one of the first he said was, "Sean, why do you use ampersands? You use them constantly." For everything, like just write the word and, and I go, no, you don't get it. You can't use that. You gotta cut <laughs> your shit two more down. Characters. You gotta kill it. Um, no, it's no. Really, the trick is, I you know, I don't use like the funky fun abbreviations or anything. You know, you have to be professional, so you can't be like, you know, you are for your and and things like that. Um, but. You just have to really be concise. Punctuation is done. Like, I'm a big commas guy. Like, you got to kill the punctuation. Um, yeah, I, there, there really aren't many tricks. You really just have to cut out and reduce as many words with it making sense as possible. Um, and I, I'm a wordy guy, so it makes it a little more difficult. But, you know. Well... Maybe maybe soon you won't have to cut as many of those words out. Well, but that's... And then I put on my other hat, which is as a Twitter user, how do I feel about 280 characters? Um, and I'm a, little, I'm a little torn. I'm a little torn. I go back and forth. Um, because I, I... Okay. My theory... What do you think? What, what, okay. No, no, go ahead. I was, I was going to say, what, what, what do you fear? Uh, I fear... Okay. I am a Twitter obsessive. I'm, I'm addicted to Twitter. I will put my hand up and I will say I have a problem. And I'm addicted to Twitter. I read basically every tweet from the 600 plus people I follow. It's a problem. I'll be the first to admit it. I don't want my a timeline to get twice as long. That's my concern. Uh, what I mm. like about Twitter is that it's limited. Maybe what you need to do is to unfollow 300 people. No, what I need is 600 people to tweet only 140 no. characters. No, because I have a platform where people can write as much as they want. It's called Facebook and it blows. So I, I like the limit. It keeps people from being too annoying or too stupid. Now, no, yes, oh, yes. too stupid. No, stop. No, I mean, no. And, and this is oh. my this is my theory. On I think the, the, there is no limit to the, the depths of the stupidity of people. No, because at 140 <laughs> characters, you just skip right by it. You just scroll uh, right by it and it's gone. But Poof. Sean, Sean, don't you follow like mm, many is the wrong word. There are a fair number of people who I follow on Twitter who cannot fit one thought into 140 characters. So they 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 oh, write threads at are least the worst. three tweets. Thread, right? yeah, threads are terrible on Twitter. The tweet storms, the tweet squalls. Yeah. It's awful. It's awful. And I don't like them. But, but, but here's my theory on 208 characters. It's really easy. You earn it. You, you have to earn it. You have to earn it. It is not a right. It is a privilege. And you have to prove. I would like the New York Times or the Washington Post to have 280 characters. I would <laughs> like the, the Maggie Habermans of the world or the Merlin Manns of the world to have 280 characters. I don't need stupid Hashtag people. I don't need stupid people to have 280 characters. That is, I. there needs to be a system where you have to prove. And if you abuse that system, you get it taken away. Oh, snap. That is my, that is my approach. Uh, 140 you, characters, though, that is a right, is what Sean's saying. Yes, no, no, no. Hey, look, uh, I, again, there are certain unalienable rights that we all have <laughs> as Twitter users, but some, you know, it's like not everyone gets a driver's license. You have to earn it, you know? That's every, right. You got to parallel park. You know, you got to really. What is, the, what is the parallel parking of social media? That thing that's kind of hard, you don't really have to do it all that often. Mm, adding a new friend on Snapchat? It's <laughs> <laughs> funny because it's true. That, so that sucks. Perfect. I did that to somebody the other day. I'm like, oh my god, we're not friends on Snapchat, 
And I'm like, what's your username? And they're like, I have a username? And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> didn't scan, you didn't scan their barcode? Oh, I didn't have Come the on, I, I didn't have the balls to do that. I said, no, I don't want to look like... I said, I'll, and I never followed them. It was too much of a hassle. <laughs> I, I just up. couldn't find the, like, add friend button. Like, you have to go into, like, the oh. picture part and then do the swipe down menu, which I always forget is there. Because, like... Why would why would you know it was there? Don't even get me started on the world's most convoluted UI that Snapchat. I could go for hours <laughs> about just the implausibility of of how people use that thing. But also, I so I've started to use Snapchat more, uh, and God, the the whatever their version of Stories is, the feed, uh, that screen, the swipe to the right screen is yes. the worst screen. Oh, it's so chunky. It's like, oh, here's the TMZ story, uh, and here's the Washington Journal story. Yep. It's like, oh, God, can't, and I can't get rid of any of them. That's how they make money. Mm-hmm. But it looks, like, it, looks like, it looks like TMZ. Like, that was why it's the first one that came to mind. It looks like some sleazy social media version of TMZ is the Absolutely. entire Discovery page. Yep, and it's a bad. If you have you watched any of those, like like no. the, the professional stories? I, when it first came out, I watched one. I think it was like a football game or, or something. It was so stupid. I just. It's a terrible God. way to consume information. Yeah, it really is. Well, I say I haven't looked at them recently. I, I I it doesn't seem like they've evolved to be about information. It's about like serving ads. Almost. Yeah. Exactly. It's like. It's for brands. It's not. Yeah. It's not for news. Right. So Bud Light Lime can get their little uh, thing out th- in front of everyone. God, I love Bud Light Lime. Uh. Anyway. Uh. Have you ever had a Bud Light Lime? I have had a Bud Light Lime. They're drinkable. Oh. Wow. Have you, have have you, you called ha- me? I think I, I don't have. know that I've ever had. I think I had a Bud Light once. Oh. I've had more than one Bud Light, but a Bud Light lime. Okay. Oh, I definitely have. I'm sorry. I was thinking the Limerita things when you said Bud Light lime. Oh. Um, different, different thing. I definitely had a Bud Light. That's lime. what I was thinking of, but I haven't had a Bud Light lime either. So, so have you had next, a Limerita, Sean? Bud Light lime challenge. I did. <laughs> I did once try. Was it the the Cranberita? I tried. My brother's my brother's girlfriend drinks like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like Mike's light hard lemonade, like really just goes for the crazy stuff. I'm not making she doesn't watch. I'm not making fun of you. Um, but I am thinking this is off air stuff, but we are definitely doing a mass market beer of the month. We're definitely going to buy mm-hmm. mass market beers and we're going to make Dan drink all of them. And we're in no. he's a lime marita. What am I in return? Yeah, we're we're gonna get you the Michelob Ultra Cactus Cooler, uh, and you can enjoy what do I that. I get in return uh, a cactus. A fun Life time. Experience. A fun time. So you can say you did it. Is this gonna be a a coffee and beer special? I, it certainly can be. I'd be down for that. Was that what you're planning for me? This uh, this co- is a horrible... the coffee and beer Christmas special. Oh, yeah. Is this oh my gonna God. be like this some is... sort of uh, charity event? This is what we're going to do. We're all going to go watch the new Star Wars movie, and then we're going to leave, and then we're going to drink a bunch of mass market beers and hang around and podcast. That's what we're going to do. Happy, <laughs> happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> yep. Delightful. Joy to the world. Um, <laughs> any, uh, any, any last thoughts on the 280 character limit, guys? I felt like I did most of the talking on that one. Any, no, any you strong have the feelings? Most to say. I, I don't really have an opinion. I've, I think I think I the follow only plenty thing... of people who have the 280 character limit. It doesn't bother me, but I'm not a Twitter completionist. I treat it like a fire hose that it is. Hmm. The only sane way to consume Twitter. Coincidentally, also the only sane way sane way to consume email. Or mm. fire hose water. Um, That's right. <laughs> Listen, if you're gonna drink fire hose water, don't put it in a cup. <laughs> don't like meet it out take just like never mind there's no <laughs> yeah we'll just i think i think that rule <laughs> applies to like all, most hoses really <laughs> it's not good for you you're not supposed to like, drink out of them we always say fire hose but that's really the most extreme example like a garden hose pumps out water pretty quickly too yeah but what about a panty hose from that 
What? <laughs> it doesn't apply to all, just some hoses. Or a gas station hose. <laughs> yeah. There what? are other hoses, although you're right, Colby. There aren't that many. What about what about when uh, hoses parted the Red Sea? <laughs> anyway, any, it's getting late, isn't it? I think uh, I think we've vastly overstayed our welcome on the internet. Um, all right, that's it. No more news. Uh, it is picks time, the time of the show where we each bring something we want to share picks with the time. world. Picks time. Uh, and um, who was going to go first? Did we not? Did we oh, not no. pick this before? Now, uh, I'm pretty sure Dan put his pick in my slot. <gasps> I was about to say, we talked about this last week. I'm so confused. Wait, 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 wait. What? We did? Well, no, you mentioned that you were, I think after the show, you mentioned you wanted to pick oh, it or something. We, we... Here, hang on. All right. Let's, okay. Scrap that. We're just, uh-oh, uh-oh. so this is picks. Lost... This is. This is, the sh- this is when we go in and when we each select something we want to share with the world. Uh, we do this on every episode. And uh, up first is going to be me while these two figure out who's picking what. Um, and I'm good, to, I'm good to go now. I'm gonna, <laughs> I, mine's very quick. It's a follow-up. Last week I talked about the Anchor SoundSync drive, uh, getting Bluetooth in your car. Um, in my effort to go completely wireless with my new iPhone 8, I picked up the Use 2. Y o u s t o o, fast charge. Hey, use guys like hey, that? use kind of... guys. Yes, exactly. Um, wireless car charging mount. <laughs> um, there are a lot of these, and they're a little vague um, about how legit they are. This one seems fairly legit, uh, and it's worked well. And it does wirelessly charge my phone, and it holds it in the car. Um, I'm very picky about my car mounts because most of them are pieces of crap and fall off and break easily. This one's been good so far, and it does wirelessly charge. I'm excited. I, most people don't know this. Um, Apple has not activated fast charging yet. They won't do that until a software update. So it's only charging regularly, but it does pump enough power into it to keep it charged while using GPS and stuff. Now, have you had the problem I read about where you have to like place it very precisely on the thing to get to, uh, wirelessly charge? Well, when it comes to this mount specifically, it's like kind of hard to miss. You know, it's not like a puck. Mm-hmm. You kind of put it on this. It's got sides and a bottom. And so it's pretty well centered, but I've never had it. It always just activates right away so um when it comes to the use to um it's worked really great and it's it's very reasonably priced uh and you can get it on amazon right now uh in case you got a new wirelessly charging phone or an old wireless charging phone check it out yeah the the remake of the goonies that takes place in new york is called haze use guys haze use guys <laughs> very funny yeah um is that a real thing or a just a joke <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen the Goonies. Ah, Colby, you sweet summer child. We're so far (laughs) off the rails. We're we're Uh. we're so. This is this is stick a fork in us. We're done. Uh, Dan, I think we have your pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you got? You do right. Uh, Yeah. All right. So I I thought that I had mentioned this last week, but then I looked at the picks and I didn't see it. So I thought maybe it was another conversation I was remembering. Uh, been slowly, very, very slowly catching up on my Ken Burns documentaries because I realized I'd never seen a Ken Burns documentary. Uh, the first one I watched was on the Prohibition, and as I was watching it, I realized I didn't know anything about the Prohibition. Uh, as is the reputation, the Ken Burns documentaries are really good. Uh, the Prohibition one is not too long. It's only five hours. Uh, <laughs> for, Ken, you can, for Ken Burns, that's pretty reasonable. Yeah, yeah, you can just, you know... Don't watch it all at once. Uh, but it's, you know, a, a go-to-sleep sort of thing, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, and uh, it's really good. I learned a bunch of things. Uh, and I'm excited to start watching the World War II Ken Burns documentary, which is what I started doing on the plane ride back from St. Louis. So I'm sure I'll report back on that soon. But Colby, if you haven't watched this, I think you'd really like it. Mm, I suspect I would. I have. I also haven't seen a Ken Burns documentary. Is the Goonies a Ken Burns documentary? Yeah, it's it's all about the the eighties and mm. all of the you know. It just follows a couple of kids in the eighties. There's nothing really special about them. It really could be anyone. Uh, they're really just emblematic of the time, and and he uses. He uses their story to really talk about some of the 
the larger social issues that were present in the the Reagan era. He pan, mm-hmm. he pans slowly over a lot of black and white photographs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice. Yeah, because there's not much footage from the 80s, so... No, uh, no, just old archival photographs, letters, le- letters read in voiceover by a popular actor. You can't quite figure out who it is, but you know they're famous. <laughs> You're like, is that Gary Sinise? Why is Gary Sinise reading these letters? Yeah, they don't talk about they don't talk about it, but the, it wasn't called the grunge era in the '90s for nothing. So really, not much survived from the '80s. Thank you, Ken Burns, <laughs> Thank American you treasure. Uh, all right, Colby, what do you uh, what do you pick first? Uh, so I have a I have a very simple pick. Um, for work, we have to use a two factor authentication app called Duo. Duo Mobile? I think it's just called Duo, and then the app is Duo Mobile. Um, But we only use this when we log into the VPN, and you only log into the VPN when you're not at the office. And when I'm not at the office and I'm working, I'm probably at my apartment, and when I'm at my apartment, my phone could be anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not like it doesn't send you a text message. You have to actually go get your phone and, like, touch ID in and press the OK button. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, which was always, I mean, you know, annoying is a strong word, but it was always like, I didn't, and not, you know, not everything at work you have to be VPN for. It's just like important stuff. So like when you want to like deploy HubSpot, you have to be VPN in and like, I would, I would, you know, it, it always comes down to, it's like, all right, I've like messed things up. Everyone's mad. I got to fix this. Uh, and it's like, Oh, I don't know where my phone is. Um, but they have an Apple Watch app, and when so now, if you have an Apple Watch, when you get uh, the two-factor call thing, it pops up on your Apple Watch, and you just press the button. Like you don't even have to touch ID or find your phone or anything, and mm-hmm. it's one hundred percent less annoying. Maybe like eighty percent less annoying. Like I guess it would be less annoying if I didn't have to do anything, uh, but it works and it's cool. So. Yeah, I did do that in my last job, and I agree. That was the killer feature for the Apple Watch for me for a long time. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's pretty sweet. Very cool. Thank you for that. Um, and with the picks done, that means there's nothing left for us to do. We're done. Uh, but uh, but we'll be back again next time with more tech news. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. I got to go through the usual spiel. Don't panic.io is our website. It's fantastic. You should go there. Check it out. Um, audio and video of all the episodes plus links to all the picks if you don't remember what we talked about or you're like Prohibition where can I watch it uh, well the Netflix link right there for you on the website you can check it out uh, of course subscribe to us anywhere you get podcasts we're there in Overcast on Apple Podcasts etc etc video version which is fun you get to see Dan and I practicing the wrist the, the wrist movements uh, on in HD video on YouTube youtube.com slash don't panic show subscribe there you'll get the video episodes when they come out uh, and uh, contact us at Don't Panic Show on Twitter. You can follow us, you can tweet at us, or uh, we tweet when we go live or when there are new episodes. So that's pretty cool. Facebook.com slash Don't Panic Show. We're live there Monday nights, uh, and you can chat with us there. And of course, Don't Panic Show at gmail.com is the email. Um, I do want to give a quick plug. We've got a new episode of Up for Debate up on the feed right now. We go deep on Ready Player One, Ernest Klein's mediocre book. Uh, you can get our full review right now up for debate.tv and then this coming week we're doing this or that it's gonna be a fun episode so subscribe to that show there as well we gotta wrap it up uh for this moment but we'll be back next week on behalf of colby and dan this is sean thanking each and every one of you for joining us hopefully we'll see you next time for more tech news here on don't panic